after I read a book, I want to find someone else who has read this book so I can talk about it and talk yeah. about the characters. I do not want to answer a lot of comprehension questions right. or write a report. We want kids talking yeah. about books and making connections and I'd like our kids to be able to do the same thing. From the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas, this is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. As an educator and parent, I'm always promoting reading in school and at home. I'm an avid reader myself and love to talk books. With summer quickly approaching, we wanted to talk up Renee Toy, our Learning Resource Director, to find out what's happening at TSBVI for literacy and to get ideas for encouraging reading when school's not in session. After Renee, be sure to stay tuned to hear from Outreach's own Scott Baltusberger, who is sharing with us an exciting resource. We always have a lot of things going on in the library and so uh, probably our biggest thing that's happened this year is we have created a makerspace area in, in the library uh -huh. and that has taken off and been far more successful than I ever imagined. There is everything from yarn and glue uh -huh. and Legos all the way up to uh, little bits of electronic parts that, that yeah. can snap together and teach children about circuitry and beginning coding. Mm -hmm. um, and there's tools and power tools and just all sorts of stuff. And the students and classes have loved it. The thing I love most probably about the Makerspace is that the same materials can be used with all our students. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something for everyone yeah. there. And I've also seen uh, teachers come with students who might be having some anxiety, mm -hmm. and if they sit and create something, it really reduces stress, and I've seen a lot of success wow. with uh, several of our students who uh, have a lot of anxiety. And I, plus, it's just fun to make <laughs> things. Uh, so that's, that's probably one of our, our biggest successes, then, uh, and I, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Some of the students who are finished with testing and their, or their teachers might be administering a test uh, mm -hmm. come to the library. Most of them ended up making something in the makerspace. One of our uh, middle school students made what looked like almost a life-size dragon out of duct tape and cardboard and wood. Oh my gosh. And it had bendable wings and it was just, and he inspired other people yeah. to make things. And it was just a really nice thing that we had that, yeah. that uh, students were able to access. We yeah. also have. Yeah, uh, go for it. I was we, gonna say, I know you got more than just that. Yes. Last year, we had a, a coding club where mm -hmm. we had uh, it happened in the evenings and students from UT came who were in computer science. They came once a week and mm -hmm. did coding activities with our students. This year we have an actual coding class. Yeah. I don't teach it, <laughs> uh, but our adapted material specialist uh -huh. and one of our technology teachers, they have been teaching That's it great. all year and it's just right after school mm -hmm. and it is a huge success. We're hoping to expand that for next year and have more students. We'd uh, love to see more girls join. Yeah. Right now it's just a, a class of boys, but it has been a huge success That's and I'm uh, really proud of, of that and that they were able to do that this year. How do you know when you've made a positive impact related to literacy? 
well, sometimes I hear from the teachers uh, how specific books have affected their students in, cool. in a positive way or how they're using a book recommendation mm -hmm. um, that in, in their classes. So, I, you know, I always like that. Yeah. But I think yesterday I gave a book called Boots on the Ground mm -hmm. about the Vietnam War to our history teachers who just happened to be in the library. Yeah. And so just before I, I, I came over here, she stopped by to tell me she read the foreword to her class earlier today, yeah. and they loved it. They're studying Viet oh. the Vietnam War, and she said it was the perfect choice, and so That's I was cool. thrilled that she stopped by to give me that feedback. But also I know when the students come to me to get the next book in a series oh, yeah. uh, that we've That's all been huge. waiting for, yeah. the elementary kids mm -hmm. this year have been checking out a ton of books. Yeah. We have a few who can see some of the pictures, and uh, so a lot of the, the picture books are, mm -hmm. they just come with five or six books each week and then they, they trade them out every week. So nice. um, we've been able to purchase a lot of new books this year uh, with our, our, thanks to a yearly grant mm -hmm. with the Junior League of Austin. Okay. And we receive funding and volunteers who transcribe the books and record them. Mm -hmm. So um, for, for, just for use to, for students at our school. Yeah. And so this, the younger books are what we've concentrated on, um, increasing the number of our uncontracted mm -hmm. Braille books and UEB. So it's especially gratifying to see those uh, books being checked out and enjoyed by our yeah. students. Um, and the Junior League has recorded so many books, so our, our students who are, aren't exactly reading uh, just yet, mm -hmm. they can leave with a stack of recorded books. Oh, wow. So it's been nice to have such a, a huge selection yeah. of, of audiobooks for the kids. So, And also I love it when people overhear the students in the hallway talking about books. They yeah. might be chatting and, uh -huh. um, because it really, the, 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 little, the culture of, of yeah. book readers and, and literacy and literature is, is, um, is what I've been striving for. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to strive for. This year, one of our sixth graders, mm -hmm. um, his class has been coming once a week. He's listened to stories. He's never checked out a book. He enjoys listening, mm -hmm. but when it's time for book checkout, he goes and explores our little bits and all the electronic yeah. components we have in the makerspace. And so uh, a couple of months ago, he asked for a book player. He wanted to listen to some stories at home or in his classroom. And so I checked out a Victor Reader Stratus that we had. It's registered with through Bard. And so I got a couple of Bard books. We were mm -hmm. reading The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. Oh. And he asked for that and then the sequel to it, okay. The Wild Robot Escapes. <laughs> and so I put both of those on an SD card and showed him how to use the player. And he's real good with electronics. A week later, his class came. He said, oh, Mr toy. I've read both of those books twice. <laughs> then when he stopped with his class just a few weeks ago, it was just some, like something out of a teacher's dream. He yeah. was with his class. He said, oh, Miss Toy, I've loved all the books and now I'm learning to read Braille and it's not as hard and I'm loving oh. it. And I, He went on and on about how his teacher, who is just a rock star, she's such a good teacher and he's so happy. Is it a coincidence that that happened yeah. right after he started listening to, to books? 
that's probably a, a big success story yeah. this year. I, and what a difference that's going to make in his life. Oh, for sure. That's very cool. You've already mentioned a few books that I'm not familiar with. So what are the most popular books in our library? Or what would you say kids are reading these days? Definitely a wide variety of literature in all genres. Oh, really? Kids like fantasy, historical mm -hmm. fiction, realistic fiction, nonfiction, and graphic novels. Okay. Um, and both uh, book series are still wildly popular. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry Potter and The Lightning Thief series oh, yeah, by Rick Riordan. I know a lot of kids that love those. The younger kids enjoy funny books mm -hmm. like Potato Pants by mm. Lori Keller and We Don't Eat Our Classmates mm. by Ryan Higgins. Those are two really funny books that have come out recently and they really like series like Pete the Cat and the uh, Elephant and Piggy books mm -hmm. um, by Mo Willems. The middle grade books that are real popular, The Wild Robot by Peter Brown okay. that I mentioned earlier. Wonder is mm -hmm. still. Um, oh, it is. Mm -hmm. That book will always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, it's it was a great book. One of the ones that a few years back we transitioned our class that only could do picture books. Wonder was the book that they picked, and so that it was our first book. Uh, All those kids are in high school now, yeah. but in elementary, that was our first book that they were able to sit and listen to instead of just like one or two picture books. That's great. The War That Saved My Life, House Arrest, 442. We just finished that in one of my classes. That's about the Japanese Americans who fought during World War II. My class of boys wanted to listen to it, so okay. I read a little out of my comfort zone. I yeah. try not to read books about war yeah. <laughs> or animals because they make me so sad, but the kids love them, and yeah. uh, we all learned a lot. The One and Only Ivan is still oh, real popular. Okay. Rain, Rain. Refugee by Alan Gratz and Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh yeah, always always <laughs> popular. And our high school readers, yeah. dystopian books. Oh, for sure. Still one of the most popular <laughs> genres. So anything yeah. by Neil Shusterman, his Scythe series or Unwind uh, okay. series, Legend and the Young Elites by Marie Lu, mm -hmm. Shatter Me by Tahera Mafi fantasy books, yeah. like the Red Queen series oh, yeah. by Victoria Aveyard and anything by Sarah J. Moss. Mm. The Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer are still, they're a little older, but they're still real popular. The retelling of fairy tales with a sci-fi fantasy twist. Oh my gosh. Ember in the Ashes is another great fantasy series. We still have a, a lot of students who like nonfiction. So yeah, just pretty much. There is a lot of stuff there. There are. I had to narrow this down too <laughs> before I, <laughs> what is, started talking about books because otherwise I would take up our whole time. Oh my gosh. Do you have ideas for summer reading? I bet you do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to first talk about Bookshare. Oh, yeah. I love Bookshare. I mean, I really love Bookshare. Their summer reading program provides access to books for the Collaborative Summer Library Program. They've oh. got wonderful reading lists, hmm. including fantasy and science fiction, nonfiction. Kids can access Bookshare's audio or with the word level highlighting that they have, the text-to-speech okay. highlighting, yeah. braille mm -hmm. files, and the, the text that can be customized with color and the text size. So okay. there's a lot of options for Bookshare. Yeah, and that's free, right? Bookshare to individuals. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bookshare is free to uh, any K through 12 okay. 
student in the United States. And it's, is it just for those that have some sort of a print disability, which could be related to a visual impairment or something else? Yes, anyone okay. who cannot access regular print, whether it's yeah. a physical or some sort of print mm -hmm. disability, such as dyslexia, okay. someone with cerebral palsy, uh, someone, of course, with a visual impairment. Mm -hmm. Great. Another option is Audiobook Sync, S-Y-N-C. I haven't heard of that one. They offer a free summer audiobook program for teens age oh. 13 and up. Sync is sponsored by Audiophile Magazine, oh. and the titles are delivered through the Overdrive app. Okay. Um, and you can sign up to get notifications when the free audiobook downloads are available, and you can receive alerts for through text messages or an email newsletter or just by visiting their website at um, audiobooksync.com. Okay. So uh, I've That's already great. started my downloading my two free books. <laughs> and I want to point out you can keep those books forever if, oh. if, you, if you want. They don't disappear on your phone wow. like when you do loans through the library. Another option is Learning Ally. Mm -hmm. They have a wonderful summer reading program. Yeah. Um, teachers can sign up their students for summer reading together. They've got fun reading lists or you can assign any other books you think your, your student would enjoy. Yeah. And they offer prizes. Uh, oh. I think Learning Now I offer some prizes for someone, for the students who read the most. Mm -hmm. That's so, great. I used to think of Learning Ally as really only a place where that's where we get textbooks. Mm -hmm. And I'd never thought about them as a place to get books to read for pleasure. Yeah. But that is not the case anymore <laughs> at all. Oh, they wow. have a huge variety of books and real current books oh. and accessing them through through audio is mm -hmm. not the only way you can download books with the with the app in, on your iPad mm -hmm. and you can read them with a voice word match kind of like Bookshare offers okay. and so you can listen to it mm -hmm. or you can hit play on your iPad and it'll go through and you can highlight the text and the foreground and background colors okay. and whatever the, is the best for your particular student. Nice. So the Texas Talking Book Program and BARD okay. is also another way to get audiobooks throughout the summer, or braille books too. Mm -hmm. It's all free. Uh, anyone, just like Bookshare, Learning Ally, anyone with a print disability is eligible. Okay. And they will send a, a digital talking book player straight to students' houses. Oh, yeah. I try to make sure all of our students yeah. are registered, even great. our older ones mm -hmm. who are not interested in the player. They are eligible to have a BARD account, which okay. is Braille and Audio Reading Download, yeah. and they can access the same books that they send out through the digital cartridges. I send home cartridges that I've ordered that are blank, and I will put 30 to 40 books. Wow. <laughs> and th that way the kids have a lot of choices over yeah. the summer. That's really nice. And every state has that, I think, they don't do. they? That yeah, is correct. So. So it's, if you're listening from a different state, you probably have a, a talking book in Braille library. Right. It's well. all available through the uh, National Library Service. Yeah, that's very cool. And I also urge people to check out their public libraries. Yeah. All of our students here at our school, they're all eligible for um, Austin uh, public library library cards. Okay. 
And once they have those, they can access the library's vast ebook yeah. selection and their audiobook selection as mm -hmm. well. They have the platforms Hoopla, Libby, or Overdrive. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage parents or families to take advantage of what their local public library mm -hmm. has to offer. And I also wanted to emphasize that if you're a parent or yeah. a VI teacher and don't necessarily know about the latest and greatest children's or young adult books, all the organizations I've just mentioned have a large variety of reading lists. And they're organized by age and genre. Okay. So if you're looking for an adventure book for a 10-year-old mm -hmm. or a middle school student, check out one of their lists. You're going to find a ton of suggestions. And then I also encourage VI teachers to make sure their students are registered for all of these services. You know, yeah. Bookshare and Learning Ally, the Talking Book Program and BARD. Mm -hmm. Um, because that way your students will have a choice. Sometimes one book is available on Learning Ally, but it might not be oh, in the yeah. Talking Book program. And that way yeah. it gives them some flexibility and some just more choices, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. In the past, I've encouraged all the students to read at least five books over the summer, and then we'll have some sort of book celebration when they return in oh, the fall. Cool. But what I found is a lot of the students read many, many <laughs> more books than that. But for students who want to read hard copy Braille, we're already getting lists of books that students are interested in reading. And then we will emboss them with Bookshare files. Oh, and we can send hard copy Braille home with, with um, students. Nice. And I'll also go into Learning Ally and just mm -hmm. assign a, a as many books as I can to students who I know will want to access books on the, mm -hmm. the app on their phone or on their iPad. And yeah. so um, it's all about just all about choice. <laughs> You're just busy getting everybody ready oh. for summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they'll good. have a fun summer and and oh um, be able to have a lot of choices to, yeah. to read over the summer. Yeah. We all want our children to be readers. Right. And so I, I urge people not to lose sight of this. First of all, and most importantly, is that kids need access to yeah. books. Uh, books at school and in, in their home, and books in the most appropriate format for mm -hmm. them that they're able to access, whether it's print, large print, braille, or audio. Mm -hmm. And these days, with the ease of digital files, barriers to books in appropriate formats should not be as difficult as it, as it has been in the past, right. when everything had to be hard copy braille, uh, and large print meant giant books mm -hmm. in black and white. No one really wanted to read those. <laughs> right. And also, I firmly believe that, that kids who say they don't like to read mm -hmm. have just not found the right book. Yeah. Um, or it could be they've had some bad experiences with reading for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. um, it could be, you know, they could have a reading disability. It, it could just be too hard for them. And None of us really like to do things that are too hard. We want children to be motivated to read, and we want them to develop positive attitudes toward reading books. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, yeah. choice. Yeah. Student choice is the key to turning students into readers. Okay. Um, uh, it, it just is. There's research mm -hmm. out there that supports it. It's not just my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the format. I do have to admit, I did not always understand the value and the power of audiobooks. Yeah. So I would say to people, 
let your child or your student listen to books if they would like. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't always have to have their hands on a, a Braille book to be enjoying stories. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about Braille. I love Braille. I love teaching Braille. Yeah. I, I think it's important. But I'm a good reader, but I listen to audiobooks mm -hmm. more than reading hard copy mm -hmm. books. We're all busy and right, yeah. I'm able to do more things. It's not like I've, I learn less or yeah. remember less from the book if I listen to it. Personally, I love audiobooks because you can speed them up and mm -hmm. so I can get through books so fast, you know? <laughs> yes. And I just, my I have a 15 year old and she's cranking it up to like two times now, which I can't <laughs> go that fast, but she just plows through books. and. Wow. I always, nice. I, I usually speed them up as well mm -hmm. because I, I'm the same way. I want to listen to mm -hmm. more books. I have a huge reading yeah, list. That's uh, right. And I'm able to cook dinner yeah. while I'm doing yep. that or drive somewhere. Yeah. And so it just, I'm able to do more. Anyone who thinks that children outgrow being read to. Yeah. I think about the thriving audiobook business. Yeah, right. And some books actually just lend themselves they do. to being listened to. Mm -hmm. I think of Trevor Noah's Born mm. a Crime. Oh. Our students have enjoyed listening to that, our high school students. Yeah. And Michelle Obama's book, uh -huh. Becoming, because both of Michelle Obama and Trevor Noah each read their respective books. And yeah. it's, it's like they're just talking to you. That's cool. <laughs> it's wonderful. I think about some of our students who possibly live in what I've heard referred to as book deserts mm -hmm. and uh, their families may not have the resources to have books in their homes or they might not be able to access public libraries or mm -hmm. bookstores. What it means is that the child's school may be their only access to books mm -hmm. and for our students with visual impairments that could mean that their VI teacher is maybe their only source for books in their homes. Yeah. So that's something important to, to yeah. keep in mind. That, you know, your, your teachers know, you know who these students are and, and hopefully how best uh, to help them. So I mm -hmm. hope they're able to get talking book players to students and yeah. with cartridges or at least a jump drive full of books and show mm -hmm. them how to access them or uh, being able to braille um, hard copies of books. Mm -hmm. Something else I think people need to keep in mind is uh, don't make kids read what you loved as a child. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> I know. That is a hard one for everyone. That's and true. I, too, read uh, all the little house books yeah. when, I was, uh, when I was a child. Yeah. But if you have a, an active nine-year-old uh, student, they might not enjoy reading about Pa and Laura building right. a door <laughs> the way that, that, as much as you might think yeah. they do. <laughs> Uh, there's so many other books yeah. uh, that, that you can pick. And like I said before, you don't have to know what they are. Mm -hmm. Go to these reading lists. Figure out what your student or your child enjoys. Mm -hmm. What do they like to, to listen to? What do they like to read? What are they interested in? And get books about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure that the books they have, that, that they can read independently. If they are uh, a struggling reader mm -hmm. and reading far below grade level, giving them a, a, a big book in Braille is it's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, and I think about our students who are not quite reading yet, our pre-readers, mm -hmm. we have the most creative teachers at our school. <laughs> so for kids who are not ready for traditional books and are working on language and concept development, yeah. teachers create experience stories mm -hmm. using pictures. If, if the student or, or child can, read, can see pictures, 
They may use objects or tactile symbols. Mm -hmm. And so these students may have books about going grocery shopping, going to the park, making breakfast or, or other activities mm -hmm. in their daily routine. And especially at the end of the year, I see a lot of teachers in the library making these books to send home with students for the summer. Oh, that's awesome. It really is. They're using the laminator. Uh -huh. We have cardstock uh, to create for literacy um, okay. projects. And sometimes the teachers are with their students. They're all they're doing creating these books together. And we have a lot in our library as examples um, oh, nice. of, of of books in all of those uh, objects in there, mm -hmm. pictures or objects or, or tactile symbols. Great. I think teachers can be very mindful of what you expect kids to do after they read a book. Yeah. Um, no author wrote a book, so a kid can be handed a stack of worksheets <laughs> or be expected to to do a book report. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think about what I like to do after I read a book. Yeah. I do not want to answer a lot of comprehension questions right. or um, <laughs> write a report. Yeah. I, I want to find someone else who has read this book. That's a great point. I try to get other people to read books that I've, I've read yeah. so I can talk about it, talk yeah. about the characters. And so that's what we want. So when mm -hmm. I say I want to create a, a culture of, of readers, and that's what we want, kids talking yeah. about books and making connections. and. Uh, that's, I'm a member of two book clubs, mm -hmm. and that's what we do. Yeah. We chat. We don't. Um, and, and so I, I, I'd like our kids to be able to do the same thing. And finally, I'd say let students know it's okay to abandon a book. <laughs> if you're reading a book, oh. life's too short. You know, try something <laughs> yeah. else. That might not be the right book. Well, we've all slogged through books that we haven't enjoyed. <laughs> that and is at, true. <laughs> at the end, I always think, why did I waste so much time? You know, because every book is not for everybody. <laughs> yes, that is true. And I've, I've recommended books that sometimes I'm, I'm spot on, but sometimes I am not. A yeah. book that I love, that I think a student is going to love or a child yeah. is going to love, and they're like, mm, meh. <laughs> and so that's yeah. okay, too. Yeah. That's, there are so yeah. many books now for right. uh, children and young adults mm -hmm. that we can easily find something else that you enjoy more. Yeah. I'm definitely going to spend more time in your world next year for sure. <laughs> so Wonderful. I, I just love to, I don't know, I, I'm a big reader and I like to, you know, we did a book study this year as a department and short-term programs did a book study and I just think it's such a great way to build relationships and conversations is to have a shared book with your kids, with your students, with your teachers, with your friends. Like, it's just such a great way to build community. Stories connect us. Yeah. Uh, Almost everyone loves stories, mm -hmm. and so true. Um, being able to to share stories with with kids and with other with teachers, mm -hmm. I love it when when teachers read the same books because yeah. they're able to talk to the kids about books, mm -hmm. and the the kids see their teachers and other people who work here at our school yeah. as as readers, mm -hmm. and it inspires them to read. Do you know an infant or toddler in Texas who may have a vision problem? They may qualify for free services. Support from a teacher of students with visual impairment may increase a child's success in school and life. Call 817-740-7530 to find out more. That's 817-740-7530.
Hi everybody, this is Scott Baltusberger, and while we're on the subject of summer reading, I'd like to suggest a book that might be of interest to some of your children. The title is Tomas and the Case of the Mysterious Missing Dog, and it is an illustrated story intended to inspire students with low vision to explore the many possibilities in which their optical devices and strategies can be helpful not only in the classroom, but in real life situations as well. It is intended for elementary readers, and the tale relates the adventures of Tomas, a young man with low vision, and his friends as they search for his beloved dog, Luna, who has mysteriously disappeared. The book is available for free download in digital format on the TSBVI publications page. It's also available by screen reader for those students use that format. And finally, we had a webinar on May 9th in which student readers from DSBVI performed the book. And that is available as well. Check it out and happy reading. Renee's suggestions and Scott's animated plug may be just what we needed to kick off more summer reading. Scott also reminded me that TSBVI has so many webinars and videos in our media library. When you find your way there through the link within this podcast description, be sure to see what else is available. As a reminder, the book can be downloaded from tsbvi.edu under the Publications tab. If you're a book hoarder like myself, you can never have enough to read. From the TSBVI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time. This has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbvi.edu.